episode 207. Thank you all for listening to episode 206, Unforgiven, the Cross-Eyed Story. I am Mantis Toboggan, MD, here with my co-host. Double Starbucks. (laughs) Bear Cub. Uh, Cousin Sal Bryant. Uh, So... Thanks to Wes Anderson for moments in time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Red Cup Dub just came out. Great song. Uh, we're going to play that here right now. I just need my Red Cup, Red Cup. Right, let's set it up. See, you know how to find me. Just keep looking for the rest. Ain't it magical, whoa Unimaginable, go-go gadget flow I just had to let you know 
If I miss your car, I'm in Panama, probably chillin' on a boat Or maybe sippin' on gold, in a crib with a moat Man's living the dream, please nobody wake me up Since 2013, when I was 18, been sippin' the reddest cups Now you know what it is, that tune that's stuck in your head is us I said, baby, don't trip, just remember a sip is what led to us Sippin' on something that's put my mind at ease I'm going on steam, she rolling up my trees Anytime I want trips overseas Ain't that the dream? Red cups on the beach down in Belize You can't box me and I don't fit your labels She cut loose the stallions out the stable Seen in Baltimore, heard in Coral Gables Messing with them kings, I talk in able All right, so that was Red Cup Dub. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, also, happy birthday to Wes Anderson. Today is his birthday. Happy, happy birthday, Wes. Happy birthday. Yeah, I sent him a nice message, and uh, he gave me Red Cup Dub so we can put in the show. So hopefully people enjoy that. Check him out on Spotify. Uh, if you have Spotify, I mean, that's what primarily all of us use, and uh, all his music's there. Um, he, we also – and I talked to him about this and what I'm going to start doing. Cause we have, I kind of want to differentiate the sports show and the wrestling show. If you guys are okay with this, we got moments in time for the wrestling show. I kind of want to use mind quarantine for wrestling. Yeah. That works he, with me. he was all for it. Yeah. And I was like, it's a good song to throw that in there and that can differentiate the sports and wrestling show. So be awesome. So we're going to start using mind quarantine and we'll have to remember, I'll have to remember to thank him for my quarantine on the wrestling show. So if I screw that up, call me out. I All mean, right. it's, it's been so long that it's, <laughs> yeah, it will be. Uh, but uh, we, so a few things coming up. So this uh, two Saturdays from now, so today's the 12th for us, 13th, the show comes out. So on the 22nd, just a reminder, we've got our last show at right field office. We're doing a Sports movie trivia. The four of us are going up with uh, the three of the grown-ups, and I think Jake, the uh, whatever his name is, what is it, Double Starbucks or whatever you said. Bucks. What? <laughs> Bubble Starbucks. Bubble Starbucks. Okay, so Bubble Starbucks is going to host, and that should be your host name. And then uh, we're just going to pair off. We're going to draw out of a hat. Three of us with three of the grown-ups. We're going to pair up and sports movie trivia. And then uh, that morning and early afternoon, we were taking on Jeremy. Uh, Sean from Crandall's Quality Landscaping is going to help us and be our fifth member. Uh, we'll see how it goes. He'll be good for softball. I don't know so much about the uh, basketball, how he'll do, but I think we're playing at his place. So should be fine. Jeremy, we'll look forward to it. Looking forward to you bringing your guys up and uh, hopefully making this an annual thing. All right. So uh, PGA, this last this last week we had the PGA Championship. Bear, what, what uh, happened? Yeah, it was about time we finally got a major under our belts. felt like forever. Um, but uh, Colin Morikawa ended up winning. Not surprising. California native. Um, he's, he's been playing really good golf. Um, now has as many major wins as missed cuts. And I think that was his third total PGA Tour win. So I think he is uh, 24 or 25 made cuts on the tour and now has a uh, major under his belt. I think he's like the uh, – I want to say he was the fourth youngest to win his first major. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was right around there. I think it was just right after Spieth. Um, so, obviously, it's like it's Tiger, uh, probably someone older, and then Spieth. I think Jack. I think Jack was another one. Yeah, and, um, yeah, I mean, shot six under on Sunday to pretty much steal the win. Uh, there are a lot of guys up there the whole week. 
Um, it was a really good tournament. It was very well done. Still weird without fans, but um, I think everything was very well done on the PGA, the PGA's side of it. Um, you know, it seemed like, you know, Brooks was up there on Thursday, Friday, and, you know, he had a chance to take it. And then on uh, Friday, Saturday, DJ came on, and you're like, oh, shit, here we go. And then, you know, Morikawa just kind of hung in and out of nowhere, shoots six under on uh, Sunday and, and steals the tournament. Finishes two ahead of Paul Casey and Dustin Johnson. Um, and then uh, three ahead of Jason Day, Matthew Wolf, Scotty Scheffler, Tony Finau, and Bryson DeChambeau. Um, really, his uh, stamp signature shot was a uh, – he drove the green on 16 and uh, put it within, I don't know, it was probably like seven or eight feet and ended up making his eagle. And that was really uh, that was really the icing on the cake there. Yeah, he was clutch. Awesome. I mean, he's so easy to root for. He's a good dude. Young kid, uh, went to Cal, uh, very smart. Girlfriend plays professional – I think she plays professional golf. Or she, I know she played at Pepperdine in college. She's either playing like LPGA or it's like just the league under for them. So she is also a very good golfer, but uh, she was there. Uh, none of his family was, obviously, because of all the uh, – you know, they were close and they were FaceTiming right after pretty much. And then, um, funny enough, uh, you know, it's just how 2020 is. As he's hoisting the trophy, the uh, lid drops off. Yeah, I made a comment like, why is that thing not fucking screwed on or bolted on or something like that? So, um, yeah, it was kind of goofy, but, you know, he laughed it off as he should. And PGA champion, first-time major winner, and uh, he probably the best part of all that took home a $1.9 million purse. So pretty awesome right there. Kid's, kid's going to be a star. Um, I mean, he already is showing that he can be. But I, I think that, you know, he's – this is the – you know, everyone thought Spieth was the next guy. Um, and I really think uh, Morikawa is probably the next guy that is going to be the, the big star here. And, you know, he – you know, winning this young, it's hard to say because there's still so much – so much more career left. But, I mean, you know, when you win this young, you got – I mean, this is only his second major ever. The only other time he played in a major was the U.S. Open and he was an amateur. So this is his first professional – um, or his first major as a professional. So the dude's got, you know, a lot of talent, keeps his head on the right. He's got a chance to, to be up there with some of the greats, you know, double-digit majors for sure, and maybe knock on the Tiger Woods, Jack Nicholas doorstep. And I think you got it too is, is he's just – he's so good. And I, I watched it on Sunday just, just because I saw what was happening, how many guys were within a stroke of the lead. It was insane, and, you know, Dustin Johnson did what Dustin Johnson does, which is doesn't win after he's in the lead. He's, you know, he didn't fall apart on Sunday, but he didn't do what the other guys were doing, going right. three, four, five under. And, you know, DJ – but I will give him credit. On 18, I know I sent the text to you guys. By him making that last putt on 18, that was a $500,000 shot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was a big shot. So, cause otherwise he would have been pooled in money for third place. So, great shot for him. He, I mean, he didn't win, but like you said, man, Marikawa is just fun to watch. Kid's a stud. I mean, he's 20 – what did you say, 26? I think he's played in 26. Uh, I think he's 20. He's only missed I think he's cut. 23 or 24. He's not old. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Old. He's not old, but he played – I think it's 26 tournaments, and he's only missed one cut, and that was in June. I mean, he had 22 straight where he didn't miss a cut. And, I mean, that's 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 good stuff. I mean, and I took him – unfortunately, I took him already this year. I took him in the second tournament of the year, uh, and he finished 18th there. But, I mean, still not a miscut, so I'll take it. Uh, and speaking of which, I should pull up 
what's going on here for this week. So give me a second. I'll share my screen. Any of you other guys watch uh, golf on Sunday? Uh, no. Go ahead, Cody. No, no, go ahead. I, was say, I wasn't able to at all on Sunday. We, um, we had to have a uh, gravesite service for our uh, pet turtle. So uh, <laughs> my day was uh, <laughs> yeah, my, my day was filled up. So I got to watch a little bit on a Friday, but I didn't really get to watch any this weekend. But I was trying to say, how do you guys know why I'm not getting any of the group text messages anymore? I haven't gotten any in like a week. No idea. You didn't so, change your number again, did you? No, yeah, did. I'm not going to create a fifth group. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. We'll have to check it out when I'm we, – we'll, we'll be together on Saturday. But uh, um, but you guys can see the stuff this week. So just bear – gain some spots on me. So kind of pulled a little more ahead. So he had a 29th place finish. I had a 43rd. Brandon a 37th. Cody Bryant with a 4th. And you, my friend – Parrot had a second place. You had Dustin Johnson, but uh, just didn't just didn't pull through, which he usually does not. So Bear has 635 points. I believe I'm at 671. So you got a 36 point lead on me, and then Parrot's just a little bit behind me. So uh, not or Cody, you're far behind. Sorry, eh, not too bad. 745 is not bad. Uh, Perry, you're at 687, so you're 16 behind me, so 52 behind Bear. Again, one tournament, he misses a cut. You're right there. So this week, uh, Bear, you're still in the lead. Uh, where are they playing, and who are you taking? Yeah, they're at the uh, the Wyndham Championship this week in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, you know, the place Ric Flair made famous, pretty much. Woo! Uh, such field country club. <laughs> Uh, par 70, um, again, you're going to get a lot of big names here. This is not usually a tournament where you get a lot of big names to play. So it'll be interesting to see what the Brooks Kepkas and Jordan Spieths of the world do here, even though Spieth has been struggling a lot lately. Um, but I'm going to take a guy who, you know, I'll say this as a safe pick. Um, probably missed the cut just because I say it. But the last three years here has finished in second place. So I'm going to go with Webb Simpson. Um, I mean, you can't beat that for consistency. Three second-place finishes in a row at the same tournament. Little Webby. I'm going to take uh, Patrick Reed this week. I, You know, he's he's up there. I think he's the third favorite this week. And not a lot of big names are in this tournament. There's still quite a few, but not a ton. So playing a safe pick here, Patrick Reed. Parrot. Uh, I, I think I am going to go with Spieth this week. I do not believe I have taken him. You have not. Is he playing? Yes, he is. <laughs> he is. Yes, he is playing. <laughs> Cody Bryant. Oh, uh, you know what, man? I I know I haven't picked him at all, um, but I like his name, so I'm gonna go Doc Redman. Sneaky 29th at the PGA in his first major. That's pretty solid, pretty right good. there. So uh, and. Harris English for dub. Yeah, we played uh, – we were playing PGA last night. And we played uh, Stableford. Never did it. Never knew what it was, how the scoring worked, but I figured it out as we went. Um, and Opposite I had to, of everything you think. Yes. And I had to jump yeah. off. Yeah, you get zero points for a double bogey or worse, one point for a bogey, two for a par, three for a birdie, four for an eagle. And uh, I was leading the pack. We played at Sedgefield, actually. And just from playing that, you're like, man, this is a challenging course. 
and uh and the greens were interesting and and i had to hop off because i had to handle some work stuff but uh they they finished out and sounded like they tied i was we were three of the four of us were within a point of each other on hole i think 14 and i had to hop off but yeah it's fun fun tournament fun game uh will be interesting to see how this plays out is morikawa not playing this weekend Probably not. I, I doubt that he would play, uh, especially after a, a big win there. But um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he is out this week. Okay. All right. So let's hop over to NASCAR. Um, we had uh, some interesting things here. So Bear, so the first race, well, Kevin Harvick swept the weekend. And going into, going into this weekend in Michigan, it was 218 points for Parrot to 219 for Bear. So after the first race, Bear took a two-point lead on Saturday. And then on Sunday, uh, Parrot took the lead again, so now he has a four-point lead, the Parrot, or five-point lead for Parrot. So it was interesting how it played out, so we'll just go across the board. So for Parrot, he had Austin Dillon in the first race, who was 31st. Newman was 13th in the second race. Cody Bryant had Benedetto, who was 15th, and Dylan, who was 8th in the second race. So you actually had the best weekend of all of us. Uh, I had Ty Dillon in the first, 23rd, Cole Custer, 25th. So keeping my streak of right around the 20th spot, somewhere in the 20s for the last uh, several races since my win. Newman for Bear, 28th in the first race, and Boucher, 20th in the second race. And then Dub had Almirola, 16th, which is kind of surprising for him. He's been hitting a lot of top 10s. And then Eric Jones, 27th in the second race. So this week, uh, we are – have they – where are they at, Bear? They're at the road course in Daytona. They, Daytona's they road here? course, which literally has, no one has ever seen. The drivers have never seen it. Nobody – I mean, nobody knows what this is going to be. Um, just from what I pulled, it's um, – let's see. Yeah, it's the first time NASCAR will ever race here. Traditionally, it's ran by IMSA, whatever the fuck that is. Um, the Daytona Road Course features 14 turns, including a newly added chicane, C-H-I-C-A-N-E. I don't even know what that is. Um, yeah, but with no practice or qualifying, the first laps the drivers are going to take are literally when they get on the course on Sunday. Um, so it's it's rather interesting that none of these guys have raced it, and none of these guys are going to race it before they even get there. So, I mean, this week is a literal crapshoot. There was like there's no such thing as studying or knowing anything here. There's no course history, um, nothing at all. It's hope that a guy, you know, who races decent on the road course, which none of us have left, I'm sure, um, you know, to pick this week. So, yeah, luck. I'm trying to find out what the chai cane is. What they said they added there. Oh, right here. Like, this might be it. A dip no, in and then it comes back out. Oh, there's two of them. Okay, look, there's one on 13. Yeah, as well. so they must be the dips dip. in. Okay. So they're literally going around the whole speedway, but they're coming in and going out. Hopefully no one crashes into the big lake they have there. Or pond, I should say. Well, it looks like they're going to go around it, except right here, turn 9 and 10. That's what I'm saying. How how awesome would that, now, how awesome <laughs> would that be? Tell me that if there's a chance for them to go in the water, people aren't going to be watching. Right, right. All right, Parrot. Well, it's your pick, sir. You're first in uh, points. you got to hold off Bear from getting his first title. I know you're both battling it out for the first title for each of you. Trying to find a dude I haven't picked. I'm sitting here. Hold on. Well, it's not like Tinder. You just got to pick a guy. Inside Grinder. 
Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me Eric Jones. Or not Eric Jones. Give me uh, Cole Custer. Cole Custer, Custer it is. Gotta get in front of me this weekend. Mr. Cub? Well, this is kind of what I've been saving this for. Um, God damn it, you're going to take the same guy I am. I know it. I hope not. I'm going to go with Chase Elliott this week. Yes, you are, you fucker. What do you mean, fucker? You're the one who <laughs> – how about you take somebody else? No. You're out of it anyways. Who gives a shit? I know, but I feel bad because – why I feel bad is because you know the guys I pick finish in the 20th. There's I feel two, bad for you. There's two guys who have dominated road courses the last two years, and that's Chase Elliott and that's Martin Truex Jr. I figure everyone already took Truex. I was saving Chase for either this or Daytona. Real Daytona, so yeah. I'm the road course. Yeah, he finished 17th at Daytona, as uh, looks like Dub took him in the first race. Yeah, that's why I said fucker because I was like, I didn't want to jinx you. I want you to still battle out Jake for the uh, championship here. I'm out. Like, again, there's no way I'm coming back. Again, I mean, maybe because I picked him first, it'll be better luck. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> Let's hope you do. Though you have shitty luck, you also have more wins than any of us this year, too. So yeah, two. Take that as you will. Well, then how about you go for three this week? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'll help you out, Bear. And then, uh, Jake, this might be the week you uh, lose the lead for good for a week. Yeah, I you mean. Lost, you lost it for a day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like I said, I mean, Bear should get in front of me this week, but I'll catch him next week. And I, I picked – and if I mixed, if I think Busher finished like 15th in the first uh, race at Michigan, and then um, Newman obviously finished 13th. So I think, I mean, if I switched my guys up, I would have been all right, but it is what it is. Yep. And then next week, we got two races again. We got Dover twice. So we got to figure out mm -hmm. guys that we haven't taken. And then we got Daytona and reset. We can pick whoever we want again. Yep. Four more races of the rest of this. And oh, my goodness, we're down to the nitty gritty here. Yep, yep. So then it'll come down to you guys picking good guys in the playoffs. All right, Cody Bryant, you're up, sir. Uh, Ryan Newman. Newman. Hey, last time he was at Daytona, he almost died. So hopefully it's some uh, good <laughs> good mojo for him. So it should be some revenge. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. revenge hey, on a road course. Yeah. Hey, you almost died on the regular course? Let's put you on the road course here. First time. Right. No Drive it. He's going to be the one that drives in the lake. He won't I – gu I guarantee he won't get flipped six times and get hit at 200 miles an hour. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but, but they'll be back here, um, you know, in a little in a, in a little bit. I wish that what they would have done is they would have done, like, Dover this week and then Daytona. Daytona like, that would have been cool. Like, make them do that the road course, and then on Sunday, let's race Daytona. That Hell, yeah, awesome. that would have been awesome. But this would have also been Watkins Glen week, um, but – the way New York is, they and New York and California, those are the only two road tracks. Of course, those are the two worst states right now, which is why they're doing uh, they're doing the audible and doing the Daytona road course. So did they? So like MIS, I know we talked about this in the past. Did they use the same car both days? Um, they didn't have to, but Harvick did because he dominated oh, the first day. And uh, by the way, he won with that car at Indy, so he is three and zero in that car, the red Bushlight Apple car. So he's probably going to race that at the last race of the year is what you're telling me. I would assume they're going to keep it around for some – I will bet they don't race it this week. Um, probably not at Dover and definitely not at Daytona. <laughs> I would I'll guess. save it. Yeah, because the last race of the year, the championship race, he should be in it. This is in Phoenix. It's a good spot to use it. 
That's one of his best tracks, too. So yep. he dominates. Uh, I think they said Michigan and Phoenix are his two best tracks of winning percentage-wise. And nobody has Harvick winning this year. Nobody even has Harvick in their final four. Nope. Well, that was shitty of us. Yeah, I and I thought I did for whatever reason, but because I, as I got through the year, I was like, oh man, I got Harvick and Hamlin. I'm pretty sure, and then I realized I didn't have Harvick. I was like, shit. Yeah, you have in order Hamlin winning, then Blaney, Elliott, Kyle Busch, and Kyle Busch right now is like 14th in points. <laughs> Dude, he's a, he's he's pushing it right now. Um, yeah, he might not Harvick make the did. Uh, did you watch Saturday's race? Mm-mm. I was gone. Harvick, uh, Kyle stayed out with like. 12 laps to go. Um, uh, Harvick came in and got gassed in two tires. So, obviously, he came back around and caught him. So, he starts to catch him, and Harvick, or, uh, Bush runs high, and Harvick gets right on him. And it looked like he nudged him, and Bush just gets loose and just gets right out of it. And even the announcers were like, oh, man, he, he nudged him. He got him out of the way. They went back to replay. He did not touch him. But they didn't get that to Bush. He does his interview and goes – yeah, he goes, well, he had to hit me or something to get me that loose because that's just ridiculous. And they go back and they're like, uh, yeah, he, he never touched you. And he just kind of like passed it on just well, on to Sunday or something like that. Well, so, on to Sunday. Yeah, I'm he's, like, he's not doing I'm good. like, you know what, Kyle? Like, you going to run your mouth all the time, but you can do it to these guys who are kind of like rookies. Don't do it to Harvick. I'm like, and right. plus, he's the one that does that shit all the time. Out of all people, yeah. you're a bitch about that. Who cares if someone gets on you a little bit? So was that the seventh or eighth win for Harvick? Um, I think that was his set. No, sixth. No, seventh. His yeah. Of the year. Yeah. So yeah, I picked five. Harvick on one of his wins. Uh, so Jake got a Hamlin win. Cody got a Bowman win. I got a Harvick win. You got a Hamlin or Brandon got a Hamlin win. You got a Brad win. And then my other win was Hamlin. So I, I mean, I had a fucking Custer win if I knew how to read. <laughs> <laughs> All good, man. That shit happens. All right, so we got to thank some people. So thanks to Brandon at All Wear Clothing, allwearclothing.com. Brandon can help you with all of your clothing needs. If you need shirts, jerseys, hats, koozies, stickers, uh, hell, he might even he might even do something to your chair. You know, if you need to embroider your chair, you have an Over the Line Sports podcast chair, a pillow, you know, anything like that, like the pillow Jake's leaning on, uh, anything there, a couch a chair, you know, anything like we're saying, he can do it for you. He can make anything for you. Uh, Brandon, again, all we're clothing, all we're clothing.com. Thanks for the support. He is one of our three primary sponsors of this show has always hooked us up with some sweet merch. Uh, I know we owe Jeremy an OTL. I'm going to take him an OTL, the new NWO shirt and koozies and stickers uh, when we see him on the 22nd. Cause I mean, that's the least we can do for him. And he's like, Oh, I don't need anything. I'm like, dude, this is the least thing we could do for you for all you do for us. And he does a ton. I mean, he's doing another jeopardy for us on a whim and we look forward to that. That'll be a fun one. So uh, again, Brandon, all clothing.com get in touch with him for all of your clothing needs. All right. NCAA. The, uh, the big thing here today, Big Ten is postponed. Pac-12 is postponed. What do you think it means for the other three of the Power Five conferences? It sounds like they're allegedly going to play. Big 12 already said they're going to they're gonna play um, and test their people three days a week. So I'm assuming the SEC um, – I mean, it, our, the ACC was like the first one who pretty much said that they're already in, it's, you know, adding in Notre Dame and whatnot. So, I mean, I would assume that they'll play. I would think. I don't know. You know, we kind of had a discussion about this today is that, you know, it's, it's a 
it's a, it's an interesting situation because if they go and the Big 12 and SEC and ACC play and there's a big COVID outbreak, um, every single one of those presidents of those, uh, of those conferences will be fired. There's no doubt in my mind. Yep. Same thing with ADs and everybody. But if they go through and they make it work, it's going to make every other conference look like a bunch of fucking jackasses. It really is. Because I think they can make it work, but everyone was just well, – what were you doing the last three months is my question. Right. You could have, you could have definitely, um, you know, worked with something to have some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of mask for these face masks, which I keep saying I don't understand how no helmet company or anything has come up with a device of a mask of some sort to do that. I mean, hell, what? 70% of these people wear visors. I mean, so you're already covering up half your face. You're already covering up your eyes. So how you tell you couldn't put cloth over a face mask and still breathe is kind of odd to me, but whatever it is, what it is. You really can't put kids into a bubble. I mean, you just can't. But, hey, we're going to let the kids go to school. That's okay. They can be on college campus, but no football. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? And then, uh, you know, I just think that they could have they come up with ways to, to help these kids and, and done – you know, done COVID tests and done their best for social distance. I get it's hard to do when you're 18 to 22, but if you're going to make the entire country do it, who can't seem to do it, the entire world do it, what the fuck's the difference between college kids? Everyone is a grown adult here and we should be able to make it happen. So I think it's a little silly on their part, but it is what it is. And we still got high schools that are going to be playing and, you know, there's talk. I don't know if it'll happen, but uh, I drive by a school every day after work, and there's are, always kids they're out there. practicing. No yep. mask, no nothing. So that's the funny thing, well. though. That's the funny thing with all of this. Like now, all of a sudden, these college players are kids. You know, when is when it benefits people watching football, all of a sudden they're kids and they're amateurs and student athletes. But my thing is, who's going to pay for all these COVID tests? Like somebody still has to pay for these tests. For one, and that's the biggest reason – I mean, that right there is the biggest reason a lot of conferences canceled their seasons because, you know, not everybody has the money. Hell, even in the Big Ten, not everybody has the money of an Ohio State or a Michigan. So, you you know, if you're paying, you know, three times a week for, I don't know, what, how many – got 53 tests? You know, that's basically 150 tests every week. And then you still have college campuses that don't even have kids on campus yet. So if you don't have students on campus, how do you justify having these, uh, you know, have these guys out here playing football when, you know, who's somebody's got to pay for those tests. You know, you don't have students on campus, but you want to play football. And then I seen the newest thing, which was the biggest reason um, why the big 10 postponed their season They've had players um, – actually, there were a few players that tested positive that went to Ohio State. And in those players that tested positive, there's a condition that is developing in those kids. Um, it's uh, like a reflection, yeah, of the heart muscle. So, I mean, if it's happening up here, you know, what, like what, who's to say it's not going to happen – in the Big 12 or the Pac-12, and, or uh, yeah, or not Pac-12, but uh, the ACC and the SEC. I mean, I, I don't see 
Texas Tech or, or Mississippi State having the resources to pay for enough tests that Alabama could or Florida or even Georgia. So, I mean, and hell, who's to say that these tests are even what they're saying it is? I mean, Nick Saban's out here talking about the kids are safer on campus than they are wherever they, you know, wherever they came from. Who, who's to say that? How, do you, how, how can you prove that? You know, so, I mean, like, you, you have kids that are testing that, that, uh, that viral infection in their heart that enlarges your heart muscle. So, you know, I mean, and if it's happening in professionals, like, it's going to happen to them. It's already happened. You know, I mean, what, what is it really going to take? And at this point, I mean, hell, they can barely explain when a kid, you know, kills over and dies after a summer conditioning program. They don't know how to explain that or handle that. So how do you explain, you know, some kid getting COVID and dying from COVID? You know, like what, what's, I mean, how bad do these schools really need this money? And that's the, the biggest thing is like, it's just, I mean, it's just greed. Is if you can't if you can't have people on campus, then you don't need to be playing football. I mean, hell, it's even shown professional players can't even do what they're supposed to do. So you know, you got guys in the MLB friggin' uh, leaving and doing stuff they're not supposed to be doing. So how do you expect? You know, kids and even football with that culture of, you know, play when you're hurt, play when you're sick. You know, what if somebody does test positive and they play anyway? And then you got some massive outbreak. Over what? The fucking Apple Cup? Or, you know, fucking Paul Bunyan's uh, axe or boot or whatever, something stupid like that? You know, it just, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. I get it. And I was, uh, you know, it was, like you said, it's, it's been a hot topic. So my first thought was, you know, put them in a bubble. And I got back of, well, they're not paid athletes. You can't do that. Sure you can. They're student athletes. I mean, you could, you could, and I know it's easier to say than do, but you could easily find, uh, an, an area of a dorm somewhere where you could bubble these kids just like they do in hockey, just like they do in the NBA, who, by the way, have both had all negative tests so far. None by being in a bubble, right? So why couldn't we do that for college kids? Because if they're not going to have classes on campus, then that means there should be no kids on campus, which means it should be easier for them to self-quarantine and do their classes online so why would you not? I mean, again, I get it with the schools that are smaller and don't have the money. Totally understand. It's, it's harder to get around to places and play. And maybe that's why you need to kind of move your conferences around or however you want to do it a little bit play. Cause I'm going to play, I'm going to, I'm going to play devil's advocate on this, that it can be done. I mean, football is, you are, you're, I mean, I get it that you're close, you're tackling people, but uh, again, in basketball, you have guys literally guarding each other back to front, touching each other every single time down the court. In hockey, you have guys hitting a lot. I mean, you have fights. In baseball, I'll be very interested to see what happens with the whole uh, Oakland Athletics-Houston Astros fight of how many of those guys can track COVID from their fight of a bencher's clearing brawl. So, I mean, 
it, it could be done and it could be done correctly. It, it would be a lot harder in college. Um, unlike in the NFL where I think they could get it done in a more efficient manner since they're all you know, one getting paid and two, you know, with these teams and they're not they're not doing the student athlete thing. That's their only job is to play football in the NFL. But also I, well, and I think that they've is. had, they've had three months to figure this out and it doesn't sound like anything was done about it. It was the whole time, the whole thing, the whole thing they wanted to do was just uh, cancel or postpone. I mean, what, yeah, why even why have, has, I have athletic directors if we're not going to try to do well, – if we're not going to try to fight for the sports that need to be played? So, if some conferences are playing now and some are going to play in the spring, how are they going to make a playoff work and stuff like that? They're not. They're not? There's nothing. There will be no playoff. You can't have a playoff with three conferences. Well, that's what I was saying. Or would they wait? They couldn't wait until the rest of the conferences play in the spring, and then have something like after that. They couldn't do something like that, or well, when all the good kids go to the NFL draft, how are you going to do that? That's true. Good there point. will be no spring season. The only spring season that'll be there are for the fucking third stringers if they want to play. That's 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 an XFL yeah. right there. Yep. None of, Justin, also... Justin Fields ain't playing in the spring. He's getting drafted in the first round. Right. But then also two things like when has the NCAA ever done anything efficiently, including Nothing. the NFL? Never. It doesn't. Like the NFL and the NCAA have never done anything efficiently. It's so I mean, you can't expect exactly. It's all about the money. I I just it's actually kind of refreshing that some of these athletic directors, you know, even in the Big Ten, they voted twelve to two to not have a season. So. But then also, too, though, if one of these kids gets, you know, let's say there is a COVID outbreak or some kid, you know, gets COVID and dies, like, you have to clean house. Like, are you willing as an athletic director or a school president or a chancellor or whatever, anybody in charge, are you willing to put your name, career, and everything on the line over a disease or over a virus that you don't know anything about that people that, you know, that people are still learning about as it's going on right now. There's nothing that has been for sure about this since it started in the very beginning. So would you be, how do you be, how can you be the person to explain to some kids' parents that, you know, their kid died because you wanted to have a football season because you quote unquote need football. You don't need football. You don't need sports. You don't need college sports. Hell, honestly, what we needed to do was do all the shit that we were supposed to do back in fucking January and February. And we would have had this season coming up right now with nothing really to worry about. I don't believe that. I still think that it's there. I don't, I don't believe that statement at all. If you look at places around the world right now, they're still they're attending game baseball games in Korea right now. You know, New Zealand's having outdoor concerts. There's other countries out there that are doing things outdoors with people that we haven't even as a, as a country can't even think about doing right now. So with New Zealand, since you brought that up, it just so happens that they went 100 days with no cases, and then right when it hits the media, day 102, big outbreak again. So how the yeah, well, they have, you can't. Yeah, they have, they have four cases, and they locked everything back down. 
that's my point though, is that it doesn't matter how many days you go, it's still going to be there. Someone's still going to get sick at some point. I mean, <laughs> no one knows what's going to go on with this. And then, you know, Mr. Mr. Dr. Fauci comes out today and says that, well, if you had the common cold, that's why you're not getting sick from this because it, you, your, your body's already fighting it. It doesn't matter. Right. But I mean, four cases compared to thousands daily. That's the thing. Like that's the disparity. And that's the part that people aren't understanding. But like the death disparity. rate stays down, though. But the death rate stays down. I understand that, but it's like this, the flu, right? I have no idea. But that's the problem. Like people are comparing it to that, but we don't know how it acts. You can't. You can't say it's just like something if nobody knows how it acts. But we also you don't know, know if the numbers are accurate either. So there's people no, who get but, there's people who get tested once every three days, the same person, and they test positive for three straight weeks. It counts as a new test every time. There's people who died who've had, you know, heart disease and all this other stuff, but oh, because they had COVID, they counted as a COVID case, not as heart disease or anything else. I'm just saying it's, I, no one knows how accurate this stuff is and no one knows how real it is. And this has happened now since you're right, January, February, I think once you figured out about it, it's now August, it's been six months and we, it's affecting the entire world. And you're telling me not one person has done anything with this not one no one knows it's just it's very odd that the smartest people on this planet can't figure this out well i mean how long has it been around it's only been around since february allegedly i mean according to that people were sick in now they they went back and said thanksgiving time and and before that and it was here but no one knew what it was because so, it was i mean there you go like strain we Yes, I mean, something brand new that, you know, it just came around. Like, you you know, it's just it, – Yeah, it came I mean, around. what are you supposed to do? Like you said, you that know? there's a reason it's called COVID-19, 19 being the year it came in 2019. Right. exactly. Like, you but, can't – even if you do have the smartest people in the world on it, it's still going to take time to figure out, you know, what it does, how it affects people and everything else, even how to treat it. You know, think about cancer. Yep, that's, uh, you look at, um, what was it? Uh, Russia has the first vaccine. I'm like, I trust a Russian (laughs) vaccine just as much as I would Jake being. Right. I mean, hell, there's (laughs) there's cancers that have been around forever that, you know, people can have for years before it's even detected. So, I mean, you know, you can't say that the smartest people in the world over a disease that's not even a year or a virus that's not even a year old yet, you know, like you can't, you can't think like that. You can't have that mindset. Hell, my great grandmother had breast cancer that wasn't detected for two and a half years. And that's common. As common as breast cancer is, that wasn't even you know, detected and found for two and a half years. So, I mean, really, I get what you're saying, but COVID is detected. It's here. (laughs) So, and so is cancer, but you still can't detect it. That's what I'm saying. Like cancer's been here. It's been here longer. No, I'm saying the time, the amount of time, like you're trying to say, because it's been here, it's here and it's been detected that people should just be able to get it or find it, you know, quick, fast, and in a hurry. 
Well, I mean, if and, it's a strain, like they say, of a well, common cold or flu, yes, they should, I, because they do the same thing. And if they're, and if they're testing the flu, them... Every fucking year is my point. That's the point yeah. I'm making. It's a flu strain, guys. It's not that complicated. You're going to... Yeah, you're and if they're testing the vaccine them every day. that you take every fucking year, and it doesn't protect you anyways. That's just how it is. Well, I'm done. I'm done talking about it. Next subject. You don't get... I don't ever had a flu vaccine. Never Neither have flu. I, and I don't get the flu. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it affects different people different ways. Well, it's just like, and I mean, we all may have had the flu, but asymptomatic. Same thing with COVID. We wouldn't know if we had COVID unless we had to go through right. being tested three days a week. But cancer, yeah, exactly. you know, cancer, but nobody's going to go out and test for cancer three days a week. I mean, it's not going to have that kind We're of We're talking effect. apples and oranges with that. Exactly. I agree. And uh, but I get what you're saying, Cody. I get what you're saying, Bear, but they are completely different. I get different what Cody's subjects. saying, too. I'm just saying it's an apple. Oh, they're completely different. Yeah, no, I agree. Yep. And uh, there's a test, though. You still have tests. But they don't. Uh, and, but just, to, to Bear's point, they don't test for that three days a week to make sure you can play a sport. It's not going to – it's not being contagious. It's two completely different things. It's not contagious. Like, oh, I'm going to hand you my nut cancer because I have nut cancer now. If you rub my nuts, you're getting nut cancer. No, it's not how that works. But, uh, but, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's all in testing. Who knows what happens? It has this weird effect on everything. It's fucking everything up. Who knows how long it's going to screw everything up for us. But you know what matters at the end of the day? Even without sports, we still have a fucking show. So moving on. Anything, in the, anything going on in the NFL? I didn't really have any updates for the NFL. Uh, I didn't see anything. I think, I think the Bills head coach just got a six-year extension, five- or six-year extension. That was really the only thing I had yeah, with, I uh, with football. Um, I there was any news. No. So, we'll just go right into baseball. So, baseball, uh, Rockies have the best record at 12-5. and five. Thanks, for Jake, for putting that in. Yankees are 11-6. and six. Astros hitting coach is suspended 20 games for that bench-clearing mm-hmm. incident. And then the A's, Ramon. Laureano suspended six games, hit by pitch three times in series, second of the game. Jesus. Yeah, and, That's uh, nuts. I saw that um, Charlie Blackman's hitting 500 for the Rockies, too. 500. They're yeah. Already, they're already talking about what happens if he hits 460 games, and it means nothing. It's good job you hit well for 60 games. Yeah, he's uh, – so he's hitting 472 right now. Donovan Solano from the Giants is hitting 458. DJ LeMahieu's hitting 400. Uh, home run wise, Judge has nine. Trout has eight. Tatis Jr. has eight. Uh, Castellanos from Cincinnati has seven. Uh, Trout has hit seven home runs since becoming a dad. So congratulations to him. RBI is Blackman with 20 and Judge with 20. So your front runners uh, this many games in right now, which there are some teams out there that have still only played, what, like five or six games? Yeah. Haven't played yeah. shit. Let me see here. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of it that's a little odd, but I think some teams are, are – Yeah, the Cardinals, they've played five games. They have the least amount of games played by far. they played five. Yep. Even yeah, Miami, you after their early outbreak, I mean, they've played 11 at least. <laughs> yeah, they've lost three in a row. They were seven and one to start. And the Yankees and Braves are playing right now. I think Braves are up two to nothing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, what you would expect at the top, I kind of – it's still early, granted, but it's still a third of the season's done pretty much. Yankees are on top in the East. Red Sox are in last. But it's only a five-game lead from first to last. And Baltimore's in third. <laughs> right. Right. Two games out. I saw that. They're in second in their division. They're only a game and back. 
in the Central, Twins are first. Royals are last, four games out. That's it. And then West, the A's are in first. Uh, they're 13 and six now. And the Los Angeles Angels are seven and 12, along with the Mariners. Marlins are first in the or NL East, and they're only three and a half ahead of the Mets. So they go first to last in a week, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, just like that. Cubs are first. The Reds are up there. Cincinnati Red Legs, they're up there. And the uh, Pirates are nine out. So you got so they're, what? They're Tats- done. <laughs> Tatis Jr. plays for the Pirates, right? Or no, he plays for the Padres, right? Padres, Padres, and they're the and it's, it's showing, man. Eleven and seven, they could, they could, they could come out and win that that West with the shortened season. We don't know. I mean, that kid's a stud. Yeah, with him and Machado, I mean, they got some bats. Got to keep that pitching up. I mean, they've given up seventy-five runs in eighteen games which is still less than the Rockies, but the Rockies play in Colorado. What you want to look at is the Dodgers who have pitching have given up, you know, 21 less runs in the same amount of games. I mean, really what's impressive is the Cardinals only given up 19. That's- <laughs> <laughs> in five games. <laughs> oh God. They've lost three in a row too. They were two and zero. Oh yeah. So baseball, I mean, there's a lot going on. We'll see what happens. And uh, and while we pivot into the next thing, the NBA, so we got to thank Sean Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Give him a call, 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not. Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida. And Sean can help. Fall is coming up, so get ready for your fall cleanup. Get your leaves cleaned up. Get some uh, – I don't know if he does uh, – like we said, he does the – with drainage he's working on drainage now he plants trees in the fall best time to plant and for myself he's going to be out here and aerating and seeding the yard so he can do that for you too he's got a crew of a bunch of good men for the guys uh, that actually were trying to play basketball against us to warm us up I don't know if they're going to be able to or not but those guys uh, college kids they played at Anthony Wayne different sports and they are going back to college so he's using for losing four good guys um, but Sean can do a lot of work. He, he gets a lot of five-star reviews from people, Facebook, Yelp, Google, whatever. I mean, he does a great job. He cares about you just like he cares about anybody else. And now my phone thinks it's talking to, thinks I'm talking to it. Cause I said, Google. So <laughs> get in touch with Sean, 419-704-5471 serves the Toledo and surrounding area and not Orlando, Florida. All right. To the NBA parrot. You want to, Give us kind of the rundown on what the hell is going on, because I know you you looked into this further. Uh, well, I put that article in so you could kind of help me understand this a little bit better. But how it is right now, everything is locked up in the Eastern Conference, one through eight. That will not change. In the Western just the just the seeds, right? Where they're going to be seated. Yes. Okay. Um, the the Western Conference, Portland is the eight seed right now, and they're sitting at thirty four and thirty nine. I think there's one game left for everybody, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, Portland plays Brooklyn, so if Portland beats Brooklyn, they're in. Yeah, but if somehow they lose, Memphis and Phoenix are both thirty three and thirty nine. Shout out to Phoenix, though they've been seven and zero so far. Uh, but if so, pretty much Portland wins, they're in. Portland loses, then they'll go into the tiebreaker, and then they will play a game on Saturday. And if the eight seed wins, they're in. But if the nine seed would win, then they would play another game Sunday, and whoever won that game would be in. So that's pretty much how that's looking. So regardless, there's a play-in game for eighth and ninth. That's see, yeah. I don't know. 
is there bear? Because that's that's how I'm reading this, and that's what I got out of this. That there is going to be no. A play. There there is because they're all within that yeah. five and a half games or whatever. Okay. But they're only doing a play in within for eight and nine. Okay. Yeah, yeah there's a play in. That's this Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it's at like eleven or twelve or something like that. But yeah. Memphis and Phoenix are both thirty three and thirty nine right now. Um, Phoenix has been on fire. Devin Booker's been killing it. So, so how are they doing a play in game if? Memphis, Phoenix, and Portland all win. How are they doing a play-in game with three teams? They're not because they're, there's a tiebreaker there set up. So you said if Portland – well, Portland wins, they're the eight. I mean, there's nothing right. else there. Um, but, so who did you ask about if they win? Memphis and Phoenix because they're a half – both of them are half game out. All right. So if Memphis – Memphis plays Milwaukee without Giannis because he just got suspended for headbutting a dude like a dumbass. Yeah, that was stupid. Even though he only got suspended one game, shockingly. Right. Who did he head with? Um, Mo Wagner, a kid from Michigan. Oh, Mo a couple years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then right. uh, uh, Dallas plays Phoenix. So Phoenix probably win. Yeah. So yeah. See, I don't know. They have all this stuff. So like Portland plays Phoenix. Okay, so here you go. Portland will play Phoenix. If Portland goes 1-0, Memphis goes 0-1, and Phoenix goes 1-0. Phoenix is in. Portland will play Memphis if they go 1-0 and Memphis wins. So if Memphis wins and Portland wins, they play each other. Simple as that. Uh, Phoenix can get in if Portland wins or loses. doesn't matter. But uh, if Phoenix, Phoenix needs to win, and they got to hope that Memphis loses for one. If Memphis loses, they're in, and they win. San Antonio can still get in, but they got to win and hope that Memphis and Phoenix lose. So, if the easiest thing is, if Memphis wins, they're in. If Portland wins, well, Portland's in regardless. Uh, well, they could actually drop out, but they need, the other three teams basically need to win. It's all weird. So, if Portland wins, they're in. If Memphis wins, they're in. But if Memphis, let's say, loses and Phoenix and San Antonio win, Phoenix is in. If Memphis and Phoenix lose and San Antonio win, San Antonio's in. And uh, Memphis would play San Antonio. Well, this is where it's shaky, too. If Memphis and San Antonio win and Portland and Phoenix lose, Memphis and San Antonio are playing. It is crazy. Yeah, that's going to be the odds. So, if, so I'm saying if San Antonio, Phoenix, and Memphis all win and, and Portland loses, they have two teams play and then they play each other again? <laughs> well, yeah, those two. So Memphis and San Antonio would play in that scenario. And if Phoenix and Portland lost, and then whoever the eight is, which in that thing would be Phoenix, they play Saturday, and then if necessary, Sunday. So the nine has to win both games to get in to be the eight. But if the eight wins, it's done. That's what I'm saying. If Portland wins, it's over. No one can catch them. They're already a half a game up. Well, yeah, they'll be the eight seed, but they still have a playing game against somebody. It doesn't make sense, though. Why would they have a playing game if they're the A seed? Because it, it, when this all started, if they were within whatever that was, three or five games, all those teams could contend, but only two teams can make it. So whoever the eight and nine are, if they're within five or whatever games it was of each other, which there's four teams in that aspect, but whoever ends is the eight and nine play a playing game to be the eight seed. And if the eight wins that playing game, the they're – in. So let's say Portland's the eight. Let's hypothetically say they play Memphis. 
if Portland wins against Memphis on that playing game, Portland's in. If Memphis wins, they play against Sunday to determine who's in as the eight. This is a mess. Only reason that they're not doing that in the East is because the gap was more than whatever three or five. Oh games. yeah, they can't even catch them. There's no, no change. The East is just trash. The East is just set right now. There's nothing that will change with that. Yeah, like you said, Memphis plays Milwaukee. So without Giannis, we'll see. Phoenix plays Dallas. They can beat him, but Dallas can win that. And San Antonio plays Utah. I mean, Portland has the best here to beat to win and be the eight. I mean, they're if they win, they are the eight, but they will still have to play the nine. Lillard's been lights out the last few games. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that, like we talked about, Portland gets in as the eight regardless. I think they're going to win that. They're going to win the playing game, and they're going to go. And uh, that's going to be tough for L.A. That's, a, that's tough. But still, like we talked about LeBron, and we'll get into that when they play, but it's going to be a tough matchup for them. And I hope yeah. the Lakers lose, Cody Bryant. <laughs> I'm already telling you they're going to lose. <laughs> I told you last week they're going to lose. If Portland got in, they were going to lose to Portland. They have nothing for Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum out on the wing. You know what? Kyle Kuzma's – Huh? I got a bet for you because you're against the Lakers if Portland wins. Let's bet a nice little bottle of liquor on the Lakers advancing or not of, of the other's choice. All right, Portland. I like Bacardi Light. All right, that's fine. Let's do that. Is that only if Portland goes? No. Yeah, is that only if – how do you want to do that? Only if Portland – do you think the Lakers – Tough, Phoenix. What's that? So, okay, so if Portland's in, you think Portland's going to beat L.A., right? Oh, yeah, Portland's going to get in. They're going to lose to L.A. Say – And possibly even Utah. Okay, so say Portland doesn't get in and it's Memphis, Phoenix, or San Antonio. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. You just said L.A. would beat Portland? I think so. Oh, yeah, he does, yeah. But I think he's hedging his bet already, though. Yeah, Portland's still got to get in. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. Do you still like that? So are you saying you're going to take the eighth seed to beat the Lakers, whoever it is? Yeah, pretty much. Ugh, I don't if like that bet. If it's Portland, I, I like no, my – if it's Portland, odds. yeah, I said if it's Portland, it's going to be Portland. That was my question. So, we'll only do that bet if Portland's in at eight. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. Well, when do the playoffs start? Next week? Next week, yep. So, they'll already have started once we get into our picks. So, we'll we'll see how it goes. But should be interesting. All right. Uh, on to NHL. So, update on the playoffs. <laughs> uh, of the eight teams that could have moved on to the next round, I got one correct. <laughs> Solid. Thank you, thank you, Islanders. Oh, it was so bad. Here, I'll share the screen. Bear did the best. Uh, he had five of the eight. So, we'll share this because we got to make picks again. Um, yeah, Penguins got embarrassed by Montreal. And uh, Cody, like I, I gave him shit before that started because he's got Montreal winning the cup. Sure. <laughs> or no, he's got Montreal in the final against Colorado. So both his teams are there. Um, New Jersey and Colorado for Nick. New Jersey's obviously not there. Nashville is out. Uh, Washington's there. Nashville's out for Bear. Uh, Tampa Bay and Vegas are there for me. Vegas and Tampa Bay for Parrot. Colorado and Montreal for Cody. 
So just to update our current standings, uh, Bear with five, Dub with four, Cody and Jake with three, Security Jeff with two, and me with one. So, all right, uh, we've got a lot going on right now. Some of these games, some of the series have actually started. They're in a best of seven series, right? Yes. All these are. All right, so let's go through that first one. Blue Jackets and Lightning. I'm to Columbus. All right. So pair it for, I'm going to call you BJ. <laughs> Asshole. Uh, right. Dub, Dub has Tampa, and I have Tampa. Me too. Cody Bryant? I'm going to the Blue Jackets. All right. The F Calgary Flames and Dallas Stars. Uh, Dub has Dallas, and I do as well. Stars, stars. Uh, when do they start playing? Have they played yet? Yeah, they um, played yesterday. Calgary's think, up 1-0. I think Calgary beat him yesterday, yeah. Uh, I'll take the advantage of a 1-0. I need to come back. Give me the flames. They'll lose 4-1. to one. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Go to Bryant. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Dallas Stars, man. And Parrot Nelson. Uh, I don't like what I'm doing here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Gary and go with the Flamies. I'm sorry, son. Uh, Blackhawks and Golden Knights. Golden Knights are up in the series one game to zero. And by the way, Tampa's up on the Blue Jackets one game to zero. Yep. Dub took Vegas, and I am as well. I am as well. Same here. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Vegas. Maybe. All right. Bruins and Hurricanes. Bruins won today 4-3 to three in double overtime. Dub took Boston. I am taking Boston. I am also taking Boston. Run of the cross. Cody, Boston. Nah, man. Give me the Hurricanes. <laughs> Stand back. I'm staying with them. All right. Islanders and Capitals. Islanders won game one, uh, four to two. Islanders for dub. Okay. Caps for me, obviously. Of course. I got yeah, We're up uh, two nothing today and gave up four unanswered in like. Yeah, I'm going caps minutes. too. Cody Bryant. Uh, let me go with those Capitals. Maybe. Why not? Right. Coyotes and Avalanche. Avalanche are about to be up one nothing here. Well, they're up three nothing, aren't they? Yeah, they're up. I'm three in, I'm oh in yeah, the series. yeah, yeah. Three seconds left in the game. Yeah, Colorado for uh, Dub and myself. Yeah, they. Um, it was zero zero with uh, six minutes left, and they scored two goals in like thirty two seconds or something. And then they added another one like a minute after that. God, it just looks like that's spelled wrong, but I know it's not. All right, Avalanche for you two, Avalanche for me. Cody? Uh, you already know I'm going with the Avalanche. I would hope, unless you're Jake. really hedging your bet. Run it across. All right, Montreal. I already put Montreal in for Cody. 
versus the Flyers. Unfortunately, uh, well, Dub took Philly, and I am as well, but I hope they fucking lose. I hope they do too uh, because uh, Montreal beat the Penguins, but I'm going with the Flyers as well. Gary, who did I have in my – who did I have in my uh, finals? Tampa Bay – well, same as me, but you got Vegas beating Tampa Bay. Okay. Um, give me the Flyers. That series is starting right now. So, wait a minute. So, <laughs> you took the Blue Jackets to beat the Tampa Bay, who you have in the final. <laughs> oh, keep it. It stays. Remember, everything's final. That, God damn it. We've given him too many opportunities. No longer. <laughs> I am not even going to argue that because I agree with you. <laughs> Damn it. It's okay. Well, I'm pretty sure our whole uh, internet connection just froze out. So are you taking the flyers? Yes. He looks like <laughs> he looks like he's about to celebrate like uh, a winner. It's like, I don't even know what it is, but it's a there. Am I still frozen? Looks like the, Gary's frozen. No, Gary's frozen. You're not frozen. Yeah, he looks like he's on like an old 90s sitcom or something. Yeah, they just did the old freeze frame. That might be like an 80s sitcom <laughs> almost. There it is. Yeah. I would say the only thing would have been left for him to be like pointing at the camera. <laughs> then it would have turned to the office. <laughs> or at least looking at the camera and shrugging his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Dwight? <laughs> Goddamn. We were making fun, we were making fun of your freeze frame picture. What happened? <laughs> you were just like smiling, so Cody's like, yeah, it kind of looks like he's like in a 90s sitcom or something. <laughs> Creepy smile on your face, staring like away at the camera, though. Who? Yeah, because I'm looking at this, the other screen. Who, who'd you take, Montreal or Philly? Parrot. Uh, the Flyers. All right, and then Canucks Blues. Uh, let's see. Dub took the Blues, and I am doing the same. I'm doing the same. Same. Uh, go with the Canucks. All right, that is it for NHL. So for NHL, since we're done with that, we got to thank our third and final primary sponsor, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. Now, if you're looking to not get a slashing penalty, um, not spend two minutes in the box, maybe you I want, want – I want two minutes in the box. box. You reach out <laughs> yeah, to Connell so Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. He'll be able to uh, get that five-minute major. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be able to make sure that slop, slap shot hits the back of the net when you end up swinging it. Guaranteed. Uh, number three dating coach on, on the Google machine, and if there was no COVID, he'd probably be number two or number one. But you can still reach out to him and do FaceTime or Zoom or Skype or whatever people use besides those three things that I can't think of right now to uh, speak with people on the interweb. But he'll be able to help you out in your dating life, and you'll be able to uh, make that, make that two-minute minor a five-minute major. So reach out to Connell Barrett at datingtransformation.com. Yeah, we ain't topping that. Um, <laughs> all right. So, last thing this weekend, we've got a big set of fights. 
UFC 252. And uh, I know we'll be watching it this weekend. Me and Parrot and Shiv and Brandon from the Grown Ups got that ESPN Plus and uh, got it ordered. They had it on a discount. You get ESPN Plus for a year and you get the fight, 84 bucks. So we split exactly, that up. That's exactly what I did last year for one of those big fights. I got the ESPN Plus for a year. To get it with the fight, it was like 60 or 70 bucks. Yeah. So a um, lot, of, lot of decent fights on the card. Um, I'll just share my screen because I don't know enough about these guys. I'm just mainly caring about, I mean, I saw Junior Dos Santos is fighting um, in Sean O'Malley, but uh, Stipe and, and Cormier is all I care about, really, is the main fight. Third and final, Cormier retiring with a win or loss. That's what we hear. I mean, he'd be dumb if he didn't. He knows he don't want that John Jones smoke anymore, so this is it for him. Right. So, uh, running through the Barry, you probably know these guys' names better than I do. You run it, bottom to top. Yeah, John Dodson, and I don't know who this Mireb Devalashi dude is. Um, to be honest with you, the last time I remember John Dodson fighting, he held the belt. I don't know what happened to that. Um, 22 and 11 so far, but I mean, just based off of name recognition, just because I know who Dodson is, I'd take him this week. Same. Yeah, Dotson for sure. Cody? Yeah, I'll go with Dotson. Just I haven't heard much about uh, old Mirab. I'm assuming he's Russian. That's all I got. <laughs> um, the the featherweight fight of the night, Herbert Burns and Danielle Pineda. Um, I don't think I've ever seen Herbert Burns fight, to be honest with you. I have to look him up. I do remember some Pineda fights, but it looks like he's, uh, he's a little bit on the other side with uh, 41 fights under his belt, 26-13 with two no contests. So I'm going to go with Herbert Burns. Actually, I'm not going to lie. I'm probably taking the whole left side of this page, but I'm going with Herbert Burns in this fight. Yeah, same. I think I'm taking the whole left side too. I am going to do the same except for this fight. I'm going to go Pineda. Yeah, I'm going with, with Pineda. Actually, you know what? Uh, I, I am going to go Cormier, Cormier. Well, that's not so later. Yeah, my uh, so my, my one of my – I don't know if it would be my first favorite fighters because I think he came out a little bit after I got really big in UFC. But Junior Dos Santos, my favorites. Um, so it's nice to see him out there. I know he's had a couple of – bad dust-ups uh, lately, but I know that uh, I think he's like two and three in his last – or yeah, I think he's won two out of his last three. So I'm going to go with JDS. He's fighting uh, – <laughs> I wonder why you made me want to say this shit. Garzino Rosenstruck? Yeah, Rosenstruck, yeah. Rosenstruck? Thunderstruck? Thunderstruck's going to get his ass knocked ah, out. Ah, ah, ah. Dun, dun. Yeah, give me JDS in this one. Let the old man whoop up on this uh, dude whose name I can't pronounce. I think Rosenstruck's got a shot here. Um, but I, same thing, man. I, I like JDS a lot, so I'm going to go with JDS on this one. I'm going with Rosenstruck, man. I can't believe Junior Dos Santos is even still fighting. I mean, who's his next fight going to be with? Uh, uh, Coleman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. This is uh, this is uh, Rachangoff, his uh, name, whatever the hell it is. So um, in the USC, he beat nobody, beat a nobody, KO'd both of them. 
KO'd Andre Orlowski, which isn't saying much because a lot of people have done that. KO'd <laughs> Overeem with four seconds left in a five-round fight. Again, not saying much. And got knocked out by Francis Nagano in 20 seconds. That was his last oh, shit. Fight. Uh, uh, May 9th. This year. It was three months ago. Oh, JD. 20 seconds. <laughs> Friggin' block off. Goddamn. Parrot, who are you taking? Oh, I'm taking Junior all the way on that. I, I've said everything on the left side except for the... Yeah, I gotcha. All right, next. Oh, by the way, JDS is uh, one and two in his last three fights. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's so, about to be two and two in his last four. Someone's getting knocked out. Uh, Sean O'Malley and Marlon Vera. Um, this should be a good one. O'Malley, dude's a character. 12-0. Um, and 0, uh, I mean, has been very impressive. Um, last two fights, both have been knockouts, both performance of the nights. I uh, definitely expect him to win and then most likely uh, get a title shot at Bantamweight. Um, Marlon Vera, though, is certainly no slouch. 15-6-1, but coming off of a decision loss in May, um, followed up by five wins in front of that, though. So that should be – this will probably be the performance of the night or fight of the night or however you want to do it. But I'm going to go. O'Malley, O'Malley, I like O'Malley. He's, he definitely has a character. I mean, look at his damn hair. Yeah, it's like if you were a UFC fighter, except you'd be 0-12. Oh, dude, I'd be 0-69. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have 69 fights. <laughs> I'd be dead after the second fight. <laughs> It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to go Sean O'Malley. Um, I can't even think of the last time I've seen Marion Vera fight. So, And Sean O'Malley, he's kind of hot right now. So, he, wasn't he that knockout that I sent? The yeah. last, what was it the yeah, last like, I think big so. pay-per-view? So, yeah, man, he's, he's got a freaking – Boulder of a hand, so I cut. I see the knockout, third round knockout. There we go. I'm gonna add to my last statement real quick. Hornswoggle would probably knock my ass. I would probably just go for the knees and then just hop on top of me and just start going to town. That sounds uh, sounds kind of gay. Yeah. Not great. Not great. He would hop on you and start going to town right on your face. Uh. Old BJ in the uh, NHL. <laughs> Pause. This might be Hornswoggle's BJ for a show. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, the main event should be another wonderful fight. Stipe Miocic against Daniel Cormier. Uh, this, is a, this is the old rubber match. Cormier beat him in 2018 with a knockout in the first round. Yeah, he handed his ass to him. Yes, he did. Stippy came back and uh, knocked him out in the fourth round in a very good fight. Last yes. year, we watched that um, after the Bristol race in our hotel room on your phone. I remember yep. that. <laughs> yep, I do too. Hey, we're, um, we were sobering up watching a race or watching uh, watching old fight. And Stipe, yep. man, he came out lean. You think he's going to come out lean for this one? Oh, I bet he will. I bet he will, and I wouldn't be. I mean, I I don't think he will, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know he retired after this, go out on top, sort of thing, and, and be done with it. Stipe? Uh, yeah, I would think so. Huh. Yeah, he see his thing where he's going to get caught up, or I hope he doesn't, is you know when when Cormier tries to lock up and hold there, and he gets some punches in. Like yeah. Stipe's got to stay away from that because he caught him good, 
That's where you know, he got the left. last time. Right. And then Stipe caught him and then knocked him out against the cage, which was nice. And, you know, I hope for that too. Stipe's a Cleveland boy. We were there when he beat uh, Overeem, right? Yep. Beat Overeem in Cleveland. Yes. That was what, 16? Shit, that was four years yep. ago already. Yep. And he'll be 38 here on uh, August 19th. So Stipe will be right about there again. I mean, I don't think he will, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did go out as a champion, you know. He's taken a big fucking beating, man. But also, I mean, he's beat everyone in the heavyweight division who was there when he needed to be beat. He beat Roy Nelson, Gabriel Gonzaga, uh, Mark Hunt, Andre Arlowski. He beat Verdum. He beat Overham. He beats Cormier. He beat Nagano. He, he did end up beating JDS after losing to him. Um, his three losses are Cormier, JDS, and Stefan Struve. <laughs> Stefan Struve, if you remember, is the big, tall motherfucker. He looks, so, he looks like Parrot, except, you know, buff and bald. So he's actually – this is actually going to be in Vegas at the Apex? It's not I a fight island? I don't know. Hmm. Honestly, I have no idea. Yeah, like you said, man, be 38 next uh, – when we record our next uh, episode and then we take a two-week break because we're recording four total episodes next week. Yeah, um, I mean, Cormier, you know, he's – He's 41, and, you know, that is uh, – that's the only loss on his – I'm sorry, two losses on his record, John Jones and Stipe Miocic. So, I mean, a very good – very good um, resume. Really should be three losses, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, like you just said, man. I mean, he lost to um, Stipe – or, yeah, Stipe lost to, like you said, JDS, but in five rounds, and then he – and that was – UFC on Fox, but then knocked him out in round one. Yeah, so it should yeah. be it'll, it'll be a good fight, but Corey try to wrestle him. He uh, he doesn't want anything to do with uh, Stipe's hands. There's no doubt about that. I don't think a lot of people do because he got some power in those hands, um, and so does Cormier. So it'll be interesting to see what they uh, you know what their rubber match turns out to be. Hopefully, it's a good fight. The uh, who'd you take, Cody? Daniel Cormier and Jake took Cormier. So, all right. So here's the fun. Uh, uh, what kind of bet we got to make on this? It's two against two again. Me and Bear again on the same side <laughs> against you two. I mean, I don't know if we're drinking on the 22nd that night, are we? I mean, I'm going. Uh-huh. I mean, we can have a few. All right. So loser has to take. Uh, we'll take a shot in the beginning. Loser has to take uh, two again. There we go. And then how about this? Uh, the, uh, the, the, the losers have to buy that, uh, that shot there. We don't have sponsors for this episode. We got our sponsors, but we're paying this time. I like that. That's fair. Well, I'll bring the, uh, I'll bring the vanilla. I still got both bottles of that vanilla. So I might just combine yeah. them into one and bring one. Cause it'd be stupid. That's what I'm talking about. Bring that. Yep. So, uh, Perry, you might be bringing one. <laughs> Parrot or Cody might be having to bring another bottle. <laughs> All right, we split it. It'll be like 10, 12 bucks. It'll be fine. And then uh, might have to take apart that table that day, uh, that night, because we're going to – Parrot, I'm going to need you that following week or weekend. Going to have to get a box truck, and we can start moving some of your stuff, and we're going to have to go get that table. Because that conference table and chairs is coming home. Is it? Oh, yeah, that will be the uh, – I, I, I think it's a, a 12-foot table, but it splits in two. Fit- Oh, well, where the fuck are you going to fit that table? That's it's, a huge table. It splits in two. Um, 
I think it's a 12 footer. If it's a 12 footer, and even if it's a 14 footer, I'm going to put uh, one half in the podcast room with those four chairs. So that'll be our new setup. And then the other one's going to go in the garage for now if we play poker or do whatever outside. And I'll take the other four black chairs out there with those four brown ones. So we got room for eight to play nice. poker. So that'll be a good time. And uh, now the house, I think I told you guys, it. Uh, all the pipes were fixed. The smell is gone. Thank <laughs> fucking God. So there's no smell in the house anymore. And the floors get replaced uh, in the next couple of weeks. We'll have all new floors in the podcast room. You guys come back when we do in person again. This podcast room is going to be completely different in yeah, terms of how we're like set up. Anal beads in there. Yeah, no shit. Climbing <laughs> in your crawl space and uh, finding your source of the smell. Yeah, thank you, crawl space Jake. So, uh, uh, Bear, are you ready to give us some score updates for trivia? Because Jeremy is ready. Yes, I certainly am. Once I close out of my 97 things I got. Oh, and I clicked on the wrong XL. Let's, let's pray I don't get kicked out when we're doing in the middle of trivia. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, we're up and running here. So, updated standings. Mr. Mantis, oh, I'm sorry, Dr. Mantis Toboggan, MD, 544. No, Mr. was right. You named me Mr. Mantis Toboggan, MD. <laughs> well, I, I changed it for this one. Oh, uh, thank you. You're welcome. Gave me my credentials. Cody Bryant at 473. Myself at 457. Parrot at 223, which is he has been stuck on for a month. <laughs> 29. Wes Anderson at 7. And Security Jeff at 1. All right. So, uh, again, happy birthday, Wes Anderson. Happy birthday, dog. dog. Turn the All right. brain We power. have three quick draw questions today. You are allowed and encouraged to use whatever devices. Oh, so, Parrot, you missed this last week. <laughs> so, you get to use the Google machine, and it's the first one to get it, gets it right. The first one could go either be the easiest or the hardest of the night. I'm not sure. For three points, it's who am I? But you can look up the answer. Let me know when you are ready for four facts about the person you need to name. Flyers just scored. All right. I got to get my Google machine up. Perry, you got your Google machine? What the hell are you doing? You getting that uh, that old blue jacket? <laughs> I had to go back to this. Oh. All right. You ready, sir? You can use your Google machine. All right. All right. I had a Super Nintendo game named after me. I was on the cover of a Wheaties box. I won two NBA championships. I am a current head coach. Mm -hmm. Oh, I spelled that totally wrong. I'm going to say Bill Lambeer. So that's my answer. There we go. Done. What was uh, – is he going to tell us what the uh, – what it was named after? I don't know what Super Nintendo game. Oh, oh the, right, the right, game right. was Blam uh, Beer's Combat Basketball. It was one of the first things that came up for me. Uh, see, mine was Shaq Fu, and I was like, oh, he's got more than two titles. So I was screwed right. up. And he's not a coach. <laughs> first all, thing that all I did for that one was put in Super Nintendo NBA Coach. I put so that Nintendo NBA player. 
What so is, that, where is Lambert coaching? WNBA? WNBA, yeah. Yep. I think for Detroit, right? Was a shock, but I thought mm. he recently resigned. Have you seen him though? He wears like headbands and he's got great. It's just really weird. He just looks goofy as shit. Well, mark up three for me. Um, got it. And I will say ready on this one. Got to delete my old Google here. The MVP of Super Bowl 2005 was in a reality show in which a particular actress finished second place. Starting a TV show that ran 275 episodes in which one of the characters had played for a specific MLB baseball team. Who was the opening day starting pitcher on this particular team during the 2010 season? Jesus! Oh, God. Anything? I didn't know anything about that. Who the hell would know that anyway? Man. This is a lot of different shit. There's a lot of stuff going on here. This is a lot of research. Oh, my goodness. Man, this is this is tough. That's a lot. <laughs> this is a lot. I'm still only on part mm. two. Ah, <laughs> uh, God, this is a nightmare. Fourth is just tough. And now, internet's running slow. That's even better. Okay. Wait a minute. I think I got it. Uh, if you do, you can have it. I think it's Josh Beckett. I think you're probably right. I just got to that. Yeah, it took me a while to figure all that out. There we go. Correct. I got yeah. Once I had to do it, I had to do Heinz Ward and I remember I saw he was dancing with the stars, so I had to do who finished second, Kirstie Alley. Knew immediately that's cheers in Boston. I knew it was Ted Danson, but I didn't know who Ted Danson played for, and that's why I couldn't find. Oh, I figured it was Boston, so I assumed the Red Sox. I didn't even look. Um, all right, finally for five. Yeah, no, it was yeah, it was who he played for. It's not what the TV series was based off of. Right, right, right. 
So he had played for this team. So I, I just had assumed it was Boston yeah. because it was all taking place there. That was a big assumption. And then had to go back to 2010. Boston. Once, yeah, once I found once I found that, once I found Ted Danson, you were already putting in Beckett, and I saw Boston, and I was like, yeah, it's got to be right. All right. Um, for five points, it's the infamous math question, but since you can look up the answers, you must hit the number exactly. First one to do so gets five points. So, so far, I got seven. Uh, are you guys ready? Yep. There we go. Get the math ready. Got to get my old uh, writing utensil out, too. Hmm. Take the jersey number Felipe Lopez wore at St. Well, I'm not even reading this. You guys just – Felipe Lopez wore at St. John's. And multiply number of World Series championships the Reds have. All right, and then uh, have one all time and subtract the number of interceptions Sam Bailey had in his career. Zero. 13 is what I got. My phone is just so slow. You guys are fucking lucky. Holy shit. I can't even get anything to fucking load. Jesus Christ. 13 correct. All right. So you can't even – your fucking internet doesn't even run and you can look all this shit. Right? I'm on my <laughs> phone, man. roll through a whole episode. Right. It's the same internet. Oh, it's not. I don't use Wi-Fi for this. Oh, of course you don't. <laughs> I wonder why you didn't fucking get yeah, You got it. <laughs> I don't connect to the Wi-Fi on my phone anywhere. I don't trust any of that shit. I should have just guessed 13 because that was his dumbass jersey number. Thanks for to Para for giving us a good bulletin board material regarding our competition on the 22nd. I cannot make any promises that we will not perform a hack a parrot wing strategy during the basketball game or an accidental tackle the parrot during the football game, like football game, or treat parrot like a Houston Astro during the softball game, or accidentally have an errant beanbag throw to parrot's beak during cornhole. <laughs> you know what, Jeremy? All I have to say to that is I. The con, I appreciate it. Yeah. See, he's trying to, he's, he's giving you credit of being our best player in all this. You know, I appreciate it, but uh, we will win. There's going to be no fuck yous this week, but there will be a solid, we will win. To win, Coach Orion, sir. Uh, <laughs> God, so hopefully we get it. Yeah, I know. Bear, I wish my damn internet could make it through an episode. I don't know why it doesn't. Um, well, because nothing should be running right now. Well, every time that you get kicked out, it makes me host for some reason. Well, well, I thought whoever just got in here first, but whatever works. All right. So thanks to Wes Anderson. Oh, well, I can't thank him yet. Sorry, I got to do it on this day. God dang it. All right. On this day in history, you know the, you know the whole thing. So give the birthdays first. So Pete Sanfras has a birthday today. Oh, Pete. Old Pete, he's 49 years old. 
Oh. Shit, he was 49 back in 93. Yeah, yeah no shit. Uh, Eva Majoli, she's a tennis player, apparently. She's, uh, okay. She was born in 77, but then it says 1996 Pan Pacific. I'm so confused on what this means. Cleopatra died today. Who? Cleopatra. Cleopatra? Yep. Oh, yet. <laughs> Come on, man. 2050 years ago. The, uh, so I think she right. died a while ago. Happy 30. <laughs> I can't believe this guy's only 32, but happy 32nd birthday to Tyson Fury. He's only 32. That's what I'm saying. 52. Happy uh, 43rd birthday to Plaxico Burris. Don't shoot yourself, Plax. Happy 44th birthday to the uh, old Celtic forward, Antoine Walker. Man, Antoine, you know, he was underrated, but then he just got fat as shit. Yeah, he did. Just super fat. You were absolutely correct, sir. All right, so – on this day, Stan Musial announces he will retire at the end of the year. Oof. Stan Musial. Um, 69. 71. 74. 63. Mickey Mantle switch hits home run record 10th and final time in a game. 60, no, 58. Give me like 60, like 65 or 4. Give me, give me 4. 55. 64. Fuck yes. Nolan Ryan strikes out 19 and walks only 2 as the Angels top the Red Sox. 84. Oh, and on this same day, here, let me help you out. Mantle, Mickey Mantle and Whitey Ford become first teammates inducted into the Hall of Fame on the same day. Give me like 76 or 77. I don't know. 74. Uh, I don't know, 75. 74. Uh, PGA Championship at Shoal Creek. Wayne Grady, not Wayne Brady. Of Australia wins his only major title by three strokes from American Fred Couples. 89. What'd you say, Parrot? 95. 92. 90. Michael Phelps wins his third of eight gold medals at Beijing Olympics when he takes 200-meter freestyle and world record one minute, 42 seconds. That was 100% 08. 08. 08. PGA Championship Men's Golf Southern Hills Country Club defending champion Tiger Woods wins his fourth PGA Championship by two shots from Woody Austin. I want to say that's 08. I'm going to stick with 0. Oh, wait. Uh, no. Oh, I'll go 0. 9. 5. 2000. 2000. 7. 2007. All right. Baltimore Orioles concede seven home runs in a doubleheader, defeats 
in doubleheader defeats against New York Yankees to break the American League single-season home runs allowed record with 248 and counting. And they did this in August, so they still had more than a month of baseball left. Um, let's see, last year? <laughs> That's correct. We'll just give it to you. All right, 100th PGA Championship. Brooks Kepka becomes fifth player to win two major titles in a calendar year uh, when he beats Tiger Woods by two strokes. 2018. Correct. You get it, my friend. All right. This was the 102nd PGA, so it made it really easy to do that. <laughs> there we go. All right. So thank you to Wes Anderson for a moment's time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thank you to Brandon, all we're clothing, all we're clothing.com. Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Give Sean a call, 419-704-5471. And Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. Sorry, Sparty Steve, we could not get you on the show, and we will not see him on the August 22nd episode with the grown-ups. We're sorry to hear that. He's going up to the UP. But thank you for allowing us to use this for the past couple of years. We appreciate it and look forward to using it one more time. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Bring your shot glasses. Make sure you pay the troll toll. Happy belated. Oh.